Good afternoon, Soul Family. Welcome to the Golden Age Cosmic Talk Show with your hosts, Chris, the Golden Child, and myself, G, the Gemstone, expressing infinite gratitude for those of you tuning in to our first of many episodes as we'll be talking about everything between the earth and the sky and even digging deep beyond the cosmos to elevate our well-being with topics such as meditation, holistic medicine, nutrition, knowledge, and hidden truths as well as our personal experiences in our long-term coming journey. We'll start off with giving you a little background about us and our awakening. All right, this is Golden Child. I really feel that my purpose and our purpose as uh, the two hosts in this talk show is to free our minds and other people's minds from this matrix simulation that we like to accept as life and that we don't question. We want others to be living in awareness because, you know, we have infinite awareness and infinite consciousness uh, so people can prepare themselves for the shift and transition that we're entering we're currently in the age the dark age of pisces and we're shifting over into the golden age of aquarius in these next few years there's a lot of debate amongst astrologers on when the shift is going to be but it's around this time and we're just going to go ahead and dabble in about how we got into this you know I first started living in awareness around 2009 when I was 17. You know, I had a friend that <clears throat> used to talk about governments and he used to tell me the corruptness, uh, the corruption in the governments. And then I started going from there, just digging deeper and deeper into other topics. And I started dabbling with psychedelics. I started eating a lot better. I started focusing on nutrition, doing a lot of things that were, um, uplifting my my soul and that we're opening my aura so that my mind body and spirit can function a lot better as it should on one platform right so alignment right so once i started realizing that it became habitual and i try to make that i guess you can say my religion you know I, i wake up i try to do like at least a 10 minute meditation i do a little workout I take a shower, I use like natural toothpastes and all that, natural hair products. I try to fast. I'm all about the intermittent fasting, so I don't eat anything when I wake up. You know, I try to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, take care of my health. Because you, really well. right, you really start to realize that when you, whatever you put in your, in your mouth and your body it is really going to have a big significance on, you know, the energy that you portray out into this three-dimensional world. So with that being said, you know, I'm going to give it over to uh, G-Man over here and talk a little bit about what got him involved and what helped free his mind. I think uh, it all started for me, um, you know, at a more of a younger age. I feel like growing up, I was literally just, I was always deep in thought. I, I always felt like I had like, I'd always look up at the stars, the sky, and I'd always question, you know, our existence on this planet. I knew that there was so much more than just you know, eat, wake up, sleep, and, you know, go to work and just, you know, your regular nine to five. I knew, I knew we're meant for something a lot bigger than, than that. And it's crazy. It kind of baffles me that a lot of people don't think outside the box. They think, you know, like that we're just here to work and, you know, make a living, you know, stuff like that. And, and we literally, uh, have, uh, many lives that we need to uh, pretty much unfold. But for me, I, I, w- I would say that my awakening 
happened in about 2008. 2008, I just, I just woke up differently. I woke up a different man that I used to be. I looked myself in the mirror and I knew that my soul was transitioning and it was finally, I was finally seeing the light after being in the dark for so long. You know, growing up, like, you know, you could have a, you know, happy family, you know, found parents still together, things of that sort, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a family. And um, my spirituality actually helped out tremendously with a lot of the anxiety and my troubled adolescent. You know, I was a, I was a bad kid growing up. It's, it's crazy how far I've come and how I've completely 360 did and, you know, everything came around full circle. So, with, you know, with meditation, it's just helped me out tremendously with my journey. And, you know, I used to be a really angry person. I used to, I, it was me against the world. Like, I was literally on some Tupac shit, like, fuck the world. And, um... I'm completely zen now and it's like really hard to get me mad um you know because when you know yourself you know you have that knowledge of self you know that no one could touch you and you know that you're not able to give these people the power to be able to manipulate um, manipulate your emotions in your day because you're in control and I think as people with these you know we're under a lot of stress we're a lot of under a lot of you know scrutiny we forget to realize that we ourselves are enough and that we have the power we, and we need to be in control of our power. But um, it all starts with, you know, your daily habits. You know, if you can't do one thing, it's like how you, how you do one thing is how you do everything, you know? And, um, you know, as soon as I wake up, you know, I'm instantly, you know, say my, my gratitude affirmations. You know, I do my Tibetan uh, rites, which is, uh, you know, different forms of, you know, stretching and things of that sort. After that, I'll make a hot lemon water. Uh, and, um, you know, that's to pretty much release a lot of the mucus buildup that we've accumulated, you know, from uh, years of eating meat and eating the uh, SAD, which is, for those of you that don't know, it's the standard American diet. And, um, you know, and then I'll get into a meditation. I'll try not to be on my phone for the, you know, the first two hours of the morning, you know, set my intentions, my visualizations affirmations things of that sort just to set the tone right because if you could own one thing out of your day and continue to do that you'll be able to own your life so um that shout out to aubrey marcus um, i read his book own the day own your life i couldn't agree more with him um hopefully our journeys cross but um as for that um i just you know ever since then i've always just kind of continued to satisfy my curiosity with spirituality and you know, I, I no longer wanted, I was no longer in the dark and um, I, I was able to see my own light and I'm able to, you know, I want to continue to have my light shine on other people as well from my own personal experiences to my truths. And um, so thank you for tuning in once again, Golden Age Cosmic Talk Show. And, you know, as the year comes to an end, a lot of stuff's going on. I've had a lot of crazy transitions, you know, uh, Chris want to dabble in on a little bit of the uh the solar eclipse that happened and the equinox yeah i'm gonna um, i'm gonna talk about that right now but i want to talk a little bit about how we met up and like absolutely yeah absolutely give how, a little background yeah give a little background on us and you know where we started where we first started is that you know i've i've known g-man since birth you know his his parents are my godparents so they baptized me so we've always been in acquaintances you know, we've been to each other's birthday parties, any type of event that either my parents or his parents threw. We were there. We grew up as kids. And then 
around the age of 17, 18, we kind of split for a good 10 years. I would say around 2009, 2010, yeah. the last time we saw each other. And it's kind of weird because we were kind of awakening around that time. And then Absolutely. we split. <clears throat> we're kind of finding each other, ourselves, I mean. And then 10 years later, literally a decade later, we <laughs> we meet up again. <laughs> and we, we started dabbling in about what we're into and like our philosophies and what we see in ourselves and in the future of this planet. And we started to realize that, you know, we're on a similar path. We're, we're our own individuals. I mean, we think for ourselves, but we're on a similar path. And we decided, you know, meeting up a lot more when it was like, wow, everything happens for a reason. It's not like a coincidence. Like I was there was a purpose for us not to see each other for those 10 years and for us to meet at the time we met right now. And I feel it's because we needed to be filled with a little bit of knowledge and we needed to find have a little bit of understanding of ourselves. And the fact that we met up at that time, it's like there's a there's a better relationship as, as friends and for us to move forward to teach and to be students as well in this uh, spiritual schooling that I call life because I feel that every every lifetime is like a spiritual school for yourselves and the goal is to to get back to the source you know to, to try get, to to get back to self mastery of ourselves absolutely right agree more. so that's that's my little um you know uh dabble in on how we how we met up but we started talking about you know creating a talk show or a podcast whatever you want to call it we're just trying to get our content and information out there so we can bring forums groups unity unity anything that we can to help people open their minds and auras and to, to prepare to questioning yeah question question and to prepare for this transition and it, it starts with the questioning first you got a question is is the way i'm living the way we should be living who's to say that we should be living like this what am i doing that's really bettering myself am i a sheep do i follow the herd what's going on with our leadership are they telling us lies are they really in it for us people need to be asking these questions but most people ask it, ask the same questions every day, you know? Oh, I'm, go, I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna serve this person. I'm gonna make this much money. I'm gonna try to get a little bit more money. I'm gonna try to look for another job. I'm gonna eat my sandwich at the same time. I'm gonna, you know, eat that junk food. It, people put themselves in a cycle in which their body takes control and no longer the mind is, is in control of the, of the body. And another person to look into on that is Dr. Joe Dispenza, a neuroscience. Uh, a neurologist that talks about uh, deeper into that subject but shout out to Joe right but people need to be in control what I'm trying to say is people need to be in control of their lives and it all starts with your mind mind body spirit it's not the other way around it's not body and then the mind and then the spirit no keep your mind in line with in line and keep it in control of your body and the body will follow yeah and the body will follow and that's gonna uplift your spirit so they say that the mind breaks you know I believe first before the body does or no the body breaks first before the mind might have gotten that mixed up but you know what I I'm implementing and um, you know it's it's crazy also you know we're we we uh, we pretty much are just merely existing you know we're just merely existing we're not necessarily living to feel alive and that's kind of like the foods we eat you know we're, we're we eat to you know to survive instead of eating to feel alive and, you know, it's like, how are you supposed to be able to f do good things when you're not feeling good yourself, you know? And it all comes down to some of the food that we input into our bodies. That, essentially, that gives us the, the breakdown of energy that allows us to get our tasks 
our tasks, excuse me, um, throughout the day. So um, it all goes, it all goes for full circle, absolutely. So, so some of the viewers might not, might not know what foods they should eat. So what are two, two food groups that you would recommend to the public on a way to help alkalize their body and to help clean their body? What two f- food groups would you recommend? Pretty much, I would, <clears throat> me personally, I, would, I personally like to eat a lot of uh, leafy greens and mushrooms. You know, it's, uh, you know, I use mushrooms as a meat replacement, you know, different forms of mushrooms. It's crazy because there's so many different types of, of fruits and vegetables, and we're only tapping in or buying the, the ones that we were taught in school, but there's so many very different variations of like the mushroom, you know, the oyster, the lion's mane, you know, and, um, you know, a couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head. But, um, you know, we have to eat things that come from the ground that has electricity from the Earth's magnitude, you know, which I believe is about 6.45, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or yeah, something like that, or maybe like a 7.65, give or take, but it's around the same uh, magnitude of the Earth's um, magnet, uh, magnetism. So, you know, we got to eat electric foods because we're electric beings at the end of the day. We are multidimensional beings and we have to consume you know, raw foods, you know, that our natural source has eaten for years and many decades and generations. Right. And I would say that's where it first uh, starts. A lot of my changes in my my life happened uh, when I changed my diet. A lot of things started becoming easier. Um, Digestion, waking up in the morning, um, having a lot more energy, getting all the hours of sleep that I need, being in a positive a mood, being uh, kind to others, everything started to just open up and I started to feel like I had a purpose when I changed my diet. And I went on a specific diet. It was a diet called 80-10-10 by Dr. Doug Graham. He has a book that you can check out. It's called the 80-10-10 diet, but it's pretty much a macro nutrient ratio of getting 80% of your calories from carbohydrates and then 10% of your calories from fats and 10% from protein. And when you when you follow that and you really increase your carbohydrates, specifically simple carbohydrates, you know, stay away from the process, uh, your body starts to heal. It's almost like you're giving your body the ability to breathe cuz there's a lot of mucus and plaque build up in your body, and that's what really causes diseases. There's only one disease, it's mucus. Absolutely. And when you really shift over to that diet, and as, as hard as it might be, because like G-Man was saying, you know, there's only a few um, selection that we have out at the stores, and not many people take advantage of the few selection that we have, let alone the hundred of varieties of apples, the hundreds of varieties of grapes hundred varieties of kale and lettuces and all the other food groups that you see but we don't have access to it because we're not directing our dollar towards things that are going to benefit us everyone's putting their dollar towards processed foods chips bullshit corporations you guys are keeping them in business a lot of you guys are trying to vote with your dollar right don't vote in politically vote with your dollar right we're really in control because we're the ones that are that are demanding the supply you know people say supply and demand no we demand this supply we're going to tell them what we want. And right now, we're telling them that we want acidic foods, which are meat products, all, most animal products, unless it's like raw honey or like raw milk, which, you know, raw milk has been proven to be alkalizing. Unless it's something like that, it's, not, it's, it's acidic. It's not good for you. A lot of grains nowadays are acidic. Back 
way back, you can talk about thousands of years from now, we had access to alkalizing grains, alkalizing beans and legumes, but there's been a lot of cross hybrids. camu. Right, a lot of those alkalizing grains that we had access to that, you know, we don't have as much variety of those alkalizing foods at the stores. So with that being said, you know, it's gonna be hard, but it's gonna take for all of us to start putting money towards these fruits and vegetables. Hard earned money, you know, support your local farmer. You know, I, I've been going to farmer's markets for about, you know, a couple of years now. And, you know, when I get a chance and, um, you know, it's it, they're they're able to answer those questions, like how they grow their foods, what type of soil they use, you know, and these are, you know, actual people that, you know, you're able to trust. They're not big corporations. So, you know, definitely support your local farmer. Vote with your dollar, you know, eat to to feel alive, not to necessarily stay alive. Like I said, you know, a couple minutes ago, that just, you know, that's. We, got, we must return back to our natural source. We must go back to the basics. All this knowledge that, you know, that we're dropping and, you know, that we're learning personally in our own lives that we want to share. It's, it's all truth that we've always known, but that when we reincarnated into this life, we must relearn again and unlearn all the bad stuff that they would tell us and condition us as a society. We must unlearn and we must relearn. Because when you go from, from baby to man, and from man to dead man, and from dead man back to sand, you know, it's, it's all a full cycle, a 360 cycle of life. And we must, you know, we're here on this earth so that we could relearn what we've always known and continue to learn things in this realm, this fourth dimensional realm, so that we're able to take that with us. Because at the end of the day, we can't take anything but our experiences, our knowledge that we've obtained, and the wisdom that we've accumulated with the lessons that we've learned. So at the end of the day, it's you know we we we're gonna we're always gonna be students. Right. So continue and, to learn and expand your mind. And another person, I'm gonna talk a little bit about ancient history, just a little bit. But there is a the emerald tab- tablets of Toth in Egypt. I believe they were found in the pyramids of Giza. I might have to double check on that. But. Shout out to my birthstone. Shout out to you, May babies. <laughs> <laughs> But these emerald uh, tablets of Toth, Toth was a, an Egyptian god, uh, a, a god of like knowledge, of enlightenment. He was known as like a mighty magician. And he did a lot of wonderful things. He was said the, the god to have to do with the creation of mankind, the god that created and only knew the secrets of the Pyramid of Giza. Yep. But this guy in this, uh, in this he left a lot of knowledge in these, in these uh, emerald tablets that uh, were deciphered and they came, they come to the conclusion that these emerald tablets were saying that how this guy named Toth, this god, this deity, would be able to travel in the halls of Amenti, and the halls of Amenti were the place where you go after death or before de- or before birth, and it's it's a place where neither man or women roam, where any type of being might be, but I guess you can say where the spirit or the soul enters self-reflex right so he was able to pretty much retain his 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 memory his information and and take it on to the next body and he would be passing down living life as man passing down knowledge to mankind trying to show him the light and show him the way and mankind has been drifted away by a powerful force of darkness that's been keeping us in this darkness and it's pretty much just manipulation of the mind because the mind is the most powerful tool so when they have control of your mind they have control of everything so they're pretty much manipulating the mind, misleading us, 
telling us lies for us to believe as truth. And there's going to be a certain time when this character Toth is going to come back again. And I believe he's going to be the new king, the person in charge in this golden age of Aquarius. But I think he's going to be taking the body of Christ. I believe the body of Christ is the is the ancient Toth or the ancient ninja Shida of Sumeria. Exactly. Or the, or the ancient Hermes of Greek of Greece. Of Greece, yeah. yeah. Or the or other there was other names for him, but he took many lives and he passed it down. He could have been a Buddha for all I know. You different know? same God, different times. Right, because they all share a lot of things in common. Absolutely. So they could they could just be reincarnating a different different time, different time, different religion, different religion. Keeping all that knowledge. You know, which were you know Absolutely, and and um, and secluding it pretty much, and and holding it because it's all part of the sacred emerald tablets, like uh, Chris Golden Child was talking about. Right. So, I don't want to get too deep in that. That'll be for another show to talk about. But we're pretty much trying to say, you know, question your life, do the things that that the use the tools that you have right now to change your life and to make it better for your health, because health is the new wealth. Forget about the money nowadays. This there's Money is is going to be non-existent in this golden age. Yeah. It's it's going to be controlled uh, pro- uh, priority by knowledge. Knowledge is going to be like the basis of this new age. And what's and what's what's good of the money if you know you're not healthy enough to spend it. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. We're all, we're hustling all the time. Like, especially me. Like, you know, I'm working a lot of hours. What? I mean, we're we're choosing to you know to continue to stay in society. You know, money does give you options, but we also must know that money at times could be the root of all evil. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's all about a 50-50. You know, I got to eat too. So, you know, obviously, you know, we still have jobs and things of that right, sort, we're, but we're still fulfilling. We still have a purpose that we're going to fulfill as the days unfold. But um, but that's just what it is. You know, we're just not prioritizing it, things of that sort. And um, yeah, we're, we're still enslaved. Like, I'm not saying don't make money or like do what you got to do to get your resources because unfortunately we got to get our resources from our superiors and our superiors um, allow us to get resources in the form of money. It's, a non, it's not a commodity, but let's be realistic. Did money build that tower? Did money build your house? Did it give you electricity? No, someone built that. Someone's knowledge on how to do that is what got you there, right? Because if you took out money from, from this world, is everything going to stop work, uh, circling? Probably because people don't want it to circle in a life of no money. But in this life, in, in, in a life of money, everybody is going to continue doing their, their job because they feel they're getting something from it and they're able to get resources. But people don't realize that if we're all doing our desired, our design task and the job that we were um, hoping to do growing up, we would just make the world go in a circle. If everybody just did their their job and didn't worry about how much the next person is going to get or if I'm going to get less or more because there's plenty for all. I mean, we're the ones doing the work, not the money. Like a construction worker is building something based off his knowledge. A farmer is is growing a food based on his knowledge. Right. The money isn't really going to change, isn't going to make the plant grow faster, isn't going to make the fruit taste better, you know, so. It all comes with that, but everybody needs to get to better health, and we're gonna go ahead and talk a little bit about the the meaning of our name, the Golden Age, and how it relates to the precession of the equinoxes and the, the solar, shift we're going. The solar eclipse that just happened a couple of days ago. You know, we're ending the year, ending the decade, I should say. We're entering a new decade, and uh, we're gonna get into a little bit about that. 
All right, so pretty much if, you, if you're watching the stars, you can calculate the positions of Earth with distant stars. You know, the precession of the equinox is one of those major astronomical markers of Earth's position in space. And it's pretty much the basis of zodiac astrology. And a lot of ancients, you know, would document a lot of this phenomenon and record it for us to learn about. So it goes way back. It's not anything new. You know, astronomers and astrologers today are still dabbling into it. Who knows what other knowledge they're withhelding from the masses. We can only uh, take advantage of what we have in front of us. What they release to us. Which, yeah, what they release to us. And, you know, you know the game. You got to divide the truth from the, from the lies because the, the truth is always mingled with lies. That's how they do it to confuse the masses. But, you know, what is the procession of the equinoxes pretty much? And the equinoxes are two days in the year where the sun rises exactly over the equator. You know, when this happens, it creates the same length day all over the planet. Throughout history, it provided a way for ancient people to mark the change of the seasons from longer or shorter days. So most people know that, right? They know autumn, they know spring. All the different seasons. Right. Summer. These are the basics. Winter. <clears throat> so this is how you measure the precession cycles. One, the shifting alignment of the pole stars. The pole star, a pole star refers to a star closely aligned to the north and south poles of the earth. So look at the north and south poles. There's always a star that aligns to it. If the star aligned with the Earth's axis of rotation, its apparent position is close to the celestial North Pole. That's the pulse, That's what the pole star indicates. They're important because the seasonal year, during the seasonal year, the positions of the North and South celestial poles appear to move in circles against the space-fixed backdrop of stars. So if you're looking for the pole stars, you got to look directly overhead when viewed from the Earth's North Pole. So what, what is this pole star? The North Celestial Pole aligns directly to the star Polaris. It's also known as the Pole Star or the North Star. The North Star, absolutely. This will change over time and other stars will become the North Star. This is the result of the precession of the Earth and moves in a neat circle. The South Celestial Pole currently lacks a bright star to mark its position, but over time, precession will also cause bright stars to become Southern Pole Stars. All right, so you guys kind of get that. It's the basis of it. So the precession of the equinoxes in relation to the pole stars. As the celestial pole shift, there is a corresponding gradual shift in the whole star field as viewed from a particular position on Earth. Over a very long period of time, the Earth used to point to Vega. The slow movement of these stars is the precession of the equinoxes. So measuring precession, the star backdrop during the equinox sunrise. The Earth's backdrop can be divided into a band of 12 constellations in the sky. It's the Earth's great clock in the sky, also known as the zodiac constellations and the basis of zodiac astrology. The better known way to mark the precession of the equinoxes is to observe where the sun rises on the day of the spring equinox. That's the position of the sun on the first day of spring. You can measure it. You can measure that. It slowly, you can measure that. It slowly shifts westward around the zodiac constellations. If an observer anywhere on earth looks due east one hour before dawn, they will watch the sun rise over the horizon into a constellation in the dawn sky. In the current cycle, the sun rises into the constellation Pisces. 
that's why you may hear that we are currently in the age of Pisces. So right now we're in the age of Pisces as most astrologers and astronomers uh, talk about. There's a lot of debate on when you know the golden age of Aquarius begins. Some say 2012, some say 2021, 22, but we're in a debate on that. It's around this time, you know? It's definitely happening, absolutely. Right. So over large periods of time, the precession of equinox describes the slow shift of the star backdrop in an anti-clockwise direction in the, in the spring equinox. These markers can be found all over the planet in ancient archaeological sites. And, and they all correlate with all of everyone's zodiac sign that pretty much goes into very soon. I actually want to just touch in on the basis of the, uh, the next constellation. So yeah, the next constellation is the Age of Aquarius, which is the name of our... Our show, the Golden Age, Cosmic, Cosmic Talk, Talk show. show. We don't say the Aquarius, but that is the Golden Age because we are in the Dark Age. So we're shifting very soon, or some people even believe that it might have begun. So G-Man's gonna go and take over. Yeah. So pretty much, I just want to kind of touch basis on the uh, on the effects. The effects are pretty much how the uh, procession of the equinoxes of the Earth through pretty much all the zodiac constellations over the long cycle. Um, the constellation that usually has the sun rises into the spring equinox, that actually changes over a very slow period of time. And it's actually due to the gradual shift in the Earth's position relatively to the stars. And um, that rate of precession of the Earth actually equals one degree every 72 years. So I mean, you, could only, you could imagine it doesn't, um, you know, the precision of the equinox is probably like a, it's, I, I would like to kind of consider it as a 12-handed clock. Much like a clock you see on the wall, the 12 numbers, the zodiac constellations, and also the hand is pretty much the eyesight of the observer. Looking in east on the day of spring equinox, it's kind of like a clock that moves over a very long time span. One period or an hour, give or take, however your perception is, um, takes roughly about 2,160 years for the sun to move and rise against the next constellation. That's quite a few years. Um, at this rate, it remains constant, although it will take between around, give or take, 25,700 to about 25,800 years to complete a full procession of the equinox. However, the actual annual rate of the procession is now thought to be speeding up, and I, I could see why they're stating that now, um, due to uh, time is going by very quickly, and I believe that we're, the Earth's obviously shifting from 4D to 5D, you know, you could uh, do your research on that as well. Um, and the actually calculated length of one full cycle is actually getting a lot shorter. And um, with that being said, in the Western culture, the Earth's precession of the zodiac constellations is surrounded by the Earth in a band form of the pretty much the basic zodiac astrology. One constellation in the sky actually represents an area of that, that sky that extends about eight degrees north or south obviously measured in celestial latitude that it marks the path of the sun across the celestial sphere of in a year pretty much but from the earth the sun passes on one zodiac constellation per month obviously you know you have your gemini's taurus all that um those are all different cycles all the 12 cycles in one year the paths of the moon and the visible planets are also within the belt of the zodiac for those of you that don't know um, procession of the equinox actually marks when the sun rises into this band and into the actual constellation itself for give or take about roughly 200 and 
2610 of the sun rises into one constellation before shifting into the next. That's the 12, cons 12 zodiac constellations. A full cycle through the sky roughly takes around 25,700 to about 25,800 years. But um, you, might, you might ask when the age of the Aquarius is in relation to the precession of the equinoxes that we're speaking about, that zodiac constellations are actually regarded as a study of zodiac astrology, not astronomy for those of you that are unclear. Um, exact calculations aren't readily made, but there's definitely room for interpretation depe depending on obviously perception and things of that nature. But the next uh, zodiac age is actually marked by the precession of the equinox in the age of Aquarius, which it currently rises into the constellation of Pisces as Chris over here was talking about. Um, however, it's not necessarily been noted that we are now on the border of Pisces and Aquarius, but some experts, quote unquote experts, um, haven't exactly agreed on what age we're in. Some say that we're in the age of Aquarius began in 2012. Others regarded as the dawn of the age of the Aquarius, the exact beginning of the age of Aquarius as marked by the rise of the sun may be something that's difficult to measure. But as Chris was saying shortly, you know, that the age of the Aquarius, the constellations are defined by the, the IAU, which is the International Astronomical Union, are different sizes. Pretty much of uh, astronomers generally divided by the zodiac constellations into the 12 um, equal sections. But for those constellation Pisces defined by the IAU, spans more to about 30 degrees along the elliptic or the sun's annual path from the constellations of the zodiac itself. Some zodiac astrologers actually might disregard the span of the constellation of Pisces on the sky's dome. Instead, they actually regard an astrological age as a precise 30-degree uh, shift of the March equinox in front of the backdrop stars. However, if you equalize the actual size of the signs of the zodiac in the sky itself, you need to reconsider when the age of Pisces started to be able to know when that age of Aquarius actually begins. But at the end of the day, there's currently no firm consensus among astronomers or astrologers as to when the age of Pisces began either. But that's kind of the lack of the agreement of which the stars border the constellations make this constituous topic, you know, rather vague, but yet um, definitely holds its depth. Yeah, so anybody listening, you know, definitely you can comment about uh, the equinoxes and which you, know, you feel about it or if you believe it, if you don't, what you want to know about it, what you, uh, what you already know about it, you know, something to, to talk about because it is... Um, the sh it's the shift that we're going into and this is why we brought it up and and for those of and, and with this shift it has a lot of effect on ourselves because that's kind of like um a lot of people saying you know how can how you know when we when we're near the ocean or the beach we're always talking about how the ocean is therapeutic things of that sort it's kind of like the moon reflecting the ocean how can not how can the moon not have effects on ourselves and our energy as well you know, that's to me, it's it's uh, rather amusing It's you know, like, but, um, you know, with this year coming down to an end, you know, it's um, it's a lot of shifts have been happening in right. my personal life that will, you know, we'll definitely I'll definitely get into, you know, on different episodes. And, um, you know, we're just coming out on top. We're coming out on top when, you know, when everyone wants to see another person 
below them and at the end of the day we all got to unite in the struggle and the hustle yeah absolutely like we're all sticking in this together i'm not trying to say and i'm sure g-man's not trying to say that we know everything and to follow us because we don't want anyone to follow i don't want any sheep on this podcast everyone needs to be a shepherd and lead their own life and if we happen to be on the same path why not let's 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 team up let's join forces let's let's make an alliance if we could if we could hold that space with you in elevating our spiritual levels that's great that's 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 the goal but if not and you disagree that's also fine too right. we'll, we'll meet up in alignment right because every time i learn something new i realize how little i do know i know very little you know we're just doing this for, for ourselves to free my mind and to help others free their mind you know it's, it's a journey we're having a journey just as so much as you are and we're just trying to make the the world or these last couple of years a great awakening so we don't have to see too many people pass away in the dark age yeah unfortunately i I really feel that you know billions are about to die and if they don't make drastic lifestyle changes now it's going to be too late and people you know you you can watch a movie everyone likes to wait till it's too late right then they start running or then they want to make the change but at that point you already know you can't do anything about it you got to accept your choice and you got to accept what's coming to you absolutely man i feel like we only you know, go to the doctors when we're sick, when we should be taking preventative maintenance on our ourselves to try and be healthy, you know, take the proper herbs and things of that sort. But it's, um, you know, with the end of the year coming to, uh, coming to, coming down and unfolding, we're ending a decade. What a year it's been, man. And what a year it's been. I could definitely say that, um, if you guys have only known. Yeah. And it's interesting too, cause before we were going to enter the, the decade of 2010, is when I, like around 2009 is when I first started living in awareness and really started opening my mind to uh, other topics and having different conversations. And then within these 10 years, I've just been filling my mind with all this knowledge because it's been open. And who knows, maybe some of it is wisdom because I don't know if all of it is true. I don't know if everything I'm reading or trying to put together. It's like a puzzle piece. I'm trying to align it. Uh, I'm trying to align all the puzzle pieces to fit correctly so I can find the truth. But it's also interesting how me and him are linked up together right before we're going to enter another um, decade. But this is a more important decade because I really feel that the shift is going to happen in this next decade. I really feel that all these world changes and all these prophecies are going to happen in this next, next, next decade. You can say a few prophecies have happened this past decade, but there's going to be... More a lot more, yeah, more unfolding. prophecies unfolding at a faster uh, rate, yeah. So we're, we're going to go ahead and dabble in on the end questions the that we have. Yeah, the end of the year questions, and I'll let G-Man take over. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, with the end of the year coming down and, you know, a couple of days left, it's, you know, me personally, I, you know, I just like to self-reflect. You know, I, I think that's one of the most powerful things that we could do is just self-reflect. You know, I don't think enough of us are self-reflecting on just, you know, our habits, how, we're, how we are as friends, you know, uh, our chakras, you know, our kundalini, the, our energy itself, our, you know, cultivating our chi, you know, and, you know, with some of those, uh, you know, coming down, it's like, you got to sometimes ask yourself, you know, like, what challenge did you overcome this year? You know, what did you accomplish this year that you're proud of? You know, you got to give yourself some credit, you know, like, we're all in this journey together, we're all united in the struggle, like, we all got issues, like, you know, and what's and, and and with those issues and the fact that we all have issues, it's like what's the kindest thing that someone has 
done for you this year and what have you done for someone else you know because you know me personally I always like when I give I give to give not to get anything back in return because when you're expecting something in return that's doing business and kindness isn't business kindness is kindness out of your own heart so where does your heart lay where does your heart stand it's to make yourself feel good. It's not to... It's a ex- self-validation that right. you need. Don't expect anything in return. Like, I do a lot of stuff for people, and I don't expect anything. I don't ask them, hey, remember that one time when I bought you this or that? No, nah, because I did that good deed because it made me feel good. And I know how the universe works. Absolutely. Maybe some th- sometime down Just the road, it's going to come back to me. And it Absolutely. might not be from that same person. I see it come back to me from other people. Or maybe it might just fall in my lap, and I'm like, wow, it's so funny how the universe just balances itself out. Exactly. Know? Exactly. You know, you got to just also, you know, realize and reflect which of your values did you live in alignment this year, and which ones are you going to be taking on this upcoming year? I don't know if a lot of you believe in, you know, uh, New Year's resolutions. Personally, growing up, I never really did. Um, you know, as I started getting more, like, spiritual and more in you know more enlightened to a fault you know i i would always wake up and be like you know what i don't need a new year's i don't wait, need to wait till the end of the year there's 365 days to change the weather choose one you know what i mean so it's like you just got to you know know yourself you know learn your weaknesses you're with yourself the whole time and just you know what habits that were unhelpful did you change this year you know and at, and also you know you got to just with more abundance that you're requesting, that's as much gratitude as you have to give yourself and put out there. Be thankful for the stuff that you have already so that you could accumulate that by by 10 and it comes back to you full circle because it's like, how are you going to request more when you're not even grateful for what you have now? You know, so it's, you just got to, you know, you just got to remember that, you know, our the relationship with yourself is is definitely the most permanent one. And everything else is just temporary. So it's like, you got to ask yourself, like, are you making a positive impact in, in, the, in every person that you come across? You know, and, and you got to ask yourself too, like, was there someone in my circle that made my experience in 2019 much better? You know, like, I'm not really too focused on who's coming with me in 2020. I'm more just focused on, you know, how we're going to be able to, you know, fulfill, you know, our, our mission and you know, get this out, and pretty much just come back full circle. So there it is. Either. That's the that's the first cousin. What is your New Year resolution? Comment down below. Send us emails, messages, whatever you gotta do. We like to uh, get in contact with our viewers. We wanna answer some of the questions. That is definitely the first question. So think about that. Second question: What challenges? Have you overcome this year? Tell me Shit, a little man. bit about the your strengths and weaknesses, and what's what's easy for you to uh, what easy challenges it's easy for you to overcome, and what challenges are hard because of your weaknesses. Because everybody likes to focus on their strengths, right? But nobody wants to focus on their weaknesses. One of my exactly. we- one of my weaknesses is staying away from processed foods. As much as I eat really good, and I I done a raw vegan diet for a year i've gone back into eating processed foods and it's very addicting and i realized that junk food is more addicting than heroin more people eat junk food there's more people addicted to junk food than there are heroin addicts 
And that's pathetic. And that's also part of the SAD, the standard American diet. We're accustomed to eating, quote unquote, food-like products, food-like. They're not actual food that comes from the earth. It comes in a box, straight out of the factory. You know, I'm guilty too. You know, I'll have, you know, have some chips, a little dairy-free nachos, you know. My, some of my weaknesses, you know, but uh, but still, you know, it's uh, we got to definitely uh, change those bad habits into good ones. You know, apparently it's technically by science. It was proven that it takes about 21 days for you to to get a new habit in. All right. So everybody think about that. Think about your challenges that you overcame this year and, and write that down. Send you can send us links. A voice. Uh, we have our anchor. You can send us a voice message. Um, but we'll leave you guys with that. This is episode zero zero one of the Golden Age Cosmic Talk Show with Go- your host Golden Child signing out. G the Gemstone. Much love to you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys in twenty twenty. And just remember, we have no room for unsupported friends or family in twenty twenty. Let's get after it.